Hi, it's Terence Wallace, and welcome to my new series, Stories from the Road. In 2014, I decided to leave the corporate world behind and start my own business, Indelible Adventures Inc. This is a culmination of my writing, photography, speaking, and travel, and uh, gave me a great opportunity to travel the world. And so, with my writing, I've been able to gather and collect many stories from all my adventures. So this series is a dedication to all of those stories. I hope you enjoy them. Join me this week as I travel to Iceland with my son and daughter, Zach and Sam. The Nordic island nation of Iceland is defined by its dramatic landscapes with volcanoes, geysers, hot springs and lava fields. Massive glaciers are protected in Batnias Coal and Snapfjells Coal National Parks. Most of the population lives in the capital, Reykjavik, which runs completely on geothermal power and is home to the National and Saga Museums, tracing Iceland's Viking history. Iceland is home to some 338,000 people and since the 2008 recession has completely reinvented itself as an economic power in the Nordic countries. Arguably, the Icelanders have collectively cracked the secret code, whereas in every aspect of the economy is solely focused on winning the tourist dollar, and what a success it's been. The government provides incentives for both airlines and tourists alike to stop over in Iceland on their way to Europe from North America, in the form of cheaper fares and affordable hotels. The last time I visited briefly in 2009, and for the most part the centre of Reykjavik was completely boarded up, with only a handful of people anywhere to be seen, a very depressed and despondent nation at the time. The Icelanders, as part of their ever-burgeoning tourist industry, have been very creative in terms of developing uniquely Icelandic adventures. For example, Zach, Sam and I hiked inside the Langskoll, a glacier on a two-hour adventure. It was absolutely fantastic. Not often you'll get this opportunity to go deep underground and explore one of the world's largest glaciers from the inside. No two of our adventures were the same during our visit to Iceland. It's impossible to choose just one as my favourite. At the end of each day, over dinner, whatever the three of us travel together, we choose what the best thing we saw or experienced during the day. Sometimes we have the same, sometimes different, but always entertaining reliving our day. Our day at the Blue Lagoon was fantastic. Although very busy with tourists, it was a day we soon will not forget. We enjoyed a full day at the spa. Thermal springs, we had face masks, both silica and algae, lunch at a restaurant in our robes, and then an afternoon water massage. And for me, a nap in the sunshine afterwards. It was such a memorable and wonderful experience to be able to do this with Zach and Sam. I had planned a trip to the Gullfoss waterfalls and the Geyser, which were about an hour and a half drive out of Reykjavik. As we headed out of the city, we initially found our drive very slippery as it had snowed heavily the night before and the roads were thick with new snow, especially as we got into the steep mountains east of the city. The car I'd rented was a Subaru 4x4, which was perfect in the heavy driving conditions, albeit a few tricky moments on the narrow roads. 
but with no real issues. There are a few different routes you can take from Reykjavik to the waterfalls at Golfos, and each has its own charm. We ended up taking two different routes there and back, just to check out the scenery. Our drive proved to be through a winter wonderland, with the countryside being very Game of Thrones, if you know what I mean. We also noted that there were lots of places along the way where steam vents were billowing clouds of superheated air deep from within the earth into the atmosphere, mostly in the middle of barren farmers' fields. Very cool. To get to Gulfos, you have to pass by the geyser area. Although we got there, we noticed there was a few newly arrived tour buses disgorging their cargo, so we opted to keep going onto the falls before stopping there on our way back. Pulling into the small car park by the falls, you could hear the roar of the falls from some 500 meters away. And as you got closer, it became almost deafening. Such was the power and the volume of water careening over the lava plates deep into the crevasse, created by centuries of water. These graduated falls were astonishing, both in their scale and breadth, but the true surprise was the color of the water. The water was almost stunning color of aqua, which I suppose happens when you have the cleanest glacial water in the world rushing headlong down the gorge. To be truthful, after the waterfalls, the geyser was a bit of an anticlimax. Although very cool to see, and the geyser erupt with scalding hot water from deep within the earth every five to ten minutes, it was the waiting that took its toll. Unfortunately, because of the inclement weather, for the few days leading up to our night cruise to see the northern lights, it had to be cancelled because of cloud cover and rough seas. Not to worry, it just means it will have to venture north to Iceland again to catch this elusive wonder. So instead of doing our night cruise, we decided to do a whale watching cruise instead on the second last day of our trip. Everything started off well enough as the harbour was calm and with a little wind, so we wrongly assumed that the three hour cruise would be an easy one. As we breached the inner harbour and swung the nose of the boat into the bay, the swell got noticeably larger, and as we turned into the wind and got outside the protection of the mountains surrounding the city, the wind itself was exceptionally strong, which made the swell at least four to six feet. And of course, you know what that does to a smallish boat. I guess you have to be careful with taking a whale watching tour in the wintertime, because the seas can be rough, which makes for a very unsteady and uncomfortable journey. Three hours can feel like an eternity in a small boat chugging around in circles, waiting for the whales to show up. But it was then that the captain decided it was time to begin heading back. And once we were running with the swell, the boat calmed down quite considerably. However, by this time, the damage was done. Lucky me, I had two seasick teens on my hands for the rest of the day. However, after getting back to shore, we all quickly found our sea legs and settled in for a slow afternoon. I take my hat off to both Zach and Sam. They were such troopers, given that they were already prone to seasickness to a degree. They had still agreed to come with me. Here are a couple of tips for your trip to Iceland. 
Firstly, you'll definitely need to rent a car, as the airport is some 50 kilometers southwest of the capital city, Reykjavik. This will definitely serve you in good stead, given that many of the attractions are quite a distance from the city, and it's great to have your own transportation so that you can visit when and what you want to see on your timeline. It's great to leisurely take your time on your road trips, stopping whenever you want for a photo opportunity, or just exploring and not having to wait to get on a tour bus. Iceland is a simple country to navigate, but I would definitely recommend a couple of things. One is rent a GPS or use your phone, but check your phone provider before you leave for a data plan that covers Iceland. As well, there are no signs in English, so you have to become quickly attuned to reading Icelandic names. To experience the real Iceland, you have to get outside the city, as the vast majority of sites are some distance from the city centre, so having a car is really the way to go. Also, if you're in winter time, definitely make sure that you're getting a 4x4. In terms of accommodation, we stayed at a three-bedroom apartment with a large lounge room, kitchen and bathroom in the centre of Reykjavik called the Theatre Row Apartments. It was a fabulous choice and would highly recommend it given its proximity to the city centre, uh, two blocks from the walking street, and relatively well-priced, therefore overall a great deal. Each of the three bedrooms had a twin bed, so realistically it could sleep up to six people very comfortably. As I said, it was a mere two blocks walk pretty much anywhere in the city. The waterfront, the city centre, and with an abundant street parking is the perfect location for your visit. As you might recall, my daughter Sam is a quite the foodie and so she chose all of the places for us to eat. Our favourite breakfast place was the Bergson Mathus on Templesund, with its eclectic and delicious menu, all of which was super healthy. Note that the menu is vegan and vegetarian friendly, and I have a very good authority that the vegetarian lasagna is to die for. We also found a great little Italian restaurant in Reykjavik called the Rosso Pomodoro on Langa Vengur. Situated centrally on the main walking street in the city, it's just such a beautiful little spot. This Neapolitan-style restaurant is fabulous and, as in Naples, has abundant seafood dishes, plus your more traditional pastas and thin crust pizzas. It was delicious. A couple of things to take into consideration. Firstly, depending on the time of year, some attractions, excursions and tours get filled up well in advance. So best to consider booking online before your visit. I would highly recommend this. Iceland is not a cheap vacation. It'll set you back a pretty penny, but in the grand scheme of things, experiencing life is all that matters. There are lots of deals to be had with the various airlines flying from North America through to Europe, 
that stop in Iceland. In fact, some of those deals include a night's accommodation in Iceland itself. Spending 24 hours there can lower the price of a trip to Europe by almost 50%, so definitely worth a think. Our week in Iceland was fantastic. It was about the right amount of time to explore the island, learn about the Viking culture and the Icelandic history, and just enjoy ourselves, immersing ourselves in a very European feeling country. So if you're up for an adventure and something a little different, then Iceland is definitely for you. So until next time, thanks for listening and have a great day. If you'd like to learn more about me, the services I provide, or to read my weekly blog, please visit my website at www.indelibleadventures.com. Thanks for listening and have a terrific day.